Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message from our special guest. Wow, it's so good to see all of your beautiful faces. I'm so happy, so honored to be sharing with you today. And I forgot my notes, so hopefully everything goes all right. Whatever comes out, hopefully God speaks to you. So I got to tell you that I love living in Indonesia. This month marks eight years of me living here, and it's great. I love the people here. I love being in Bali. The weather is nice, especially this time of year, and you get to meet people from all over the world. It's just such a, a wonderful place to be. But one of the things that is a little bit concerning, a little bit different than where I'm from, are the safety regulations. You guys know what I'm talking about. No helmets required, no seatbelts required, no masks required. <laughs> Jeff is happy about that. <laughs> no masks when you're welding, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but one area where it's particularly concerning is with the airlines. I don't know if some of you might remember about six years ago, seven years ago, there was a plane crash in Bali. And I actually witnessed it. I was working at a hotel at that time where you could see the runway from the lobby. And so I saw this plane split in two on the runway. And so that was a little bit traumatizing. Um, and since then, I've kind of tried to avoid flying on that particular airline. Just seeing that made me a little bit nervous about flying that airline. And um, I've managed to avoid it until very recently. I found out for work in a couple of months I have to use that airline. It's the only option to get me where I need to go in the time I need to go. And so when I found this out, I texted my husband Daniel and I said, oh, Daniel, I just found out I have to fly that airline and I don't know, please pray. I hope it doesn't crash. And he texted me back, yeah, no worries. No worries, my life is on the line. What do you mean, no worries? Yeah, no worries. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and in your best Australian accent say, no worries, mate. And if you're Australian, I'm sorry, I, I butchered your accent. I love how you say it, no worries, mate. <laughs> That's what I wanna talk about today is how do we live our lives with no worries? And to worry, just if you look up the definition of worry, it means to give way to anxiety or unease, allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. And we say this a lot of different ways. We say, I'm worried, I'm afraid, I'm concerned, I'm nervous. Um, but it all stems from the same place. We're, we're dwelling, we're basically meditating on uh, some problem. And I'm sure you've all heard the passage where Jesus talks about worrying and not worrying. Uh, so that's what I want to read today and see, you know, what, what can we do? If it's not worrying sounds kind of impossible. Um, but let's look at what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25 through 27. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? What Jesus says here is kind of, I don't know, it struck, when I read it again, kind of struck me as, uh, 
so many obvious statements here. And, you know, I mean, okay, do not worry. It sounds impossible, right? But then when he talks about these different statements, for example, are you not much more valuable than the birds? It's a rhetorical question. Obviously, you are much more valuable than the birds. And we know, obviously, that worrying can't make us live longer. In fact, probably makes us live shorter lives. But why, all of a sudden, does Jesus talk about birds? So I started thinking about birds. You know, God, why, well, Jesus, why did you talk about birds, you know? And he says, they do not sow or reap or store in barns. Well, yeah, they don't. They, they don't have that ability, right? God didn't give them that ability. Okay, what did God give birds? He gave them wings, right? They can fly. He gave them the ability to fly. He gave them good eyesight. Predatory birds have good, a good sense of smell. It says that they don't sow or reap or store in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And I don't know about you, but I've never seen the hand of God come down out of heaven and put a worm in the bird's mouth, right? We've never actually seen that. But the birds, when they fly and they look and they search for their food, God provides the worm for them, right? So when birds do what God gave them the ability to do, God provides the worm. So the same for us, I think. When we do what God gave us the ability to do, he will provide what we need. And he's given all of us many different talents and abilities and strengths and things that we can do, and and he's given us all the ability to work right? I know when I say work, some people think, oh, no, you know, we're not supposed to toil. I'm not talking about toiling, because toiling didn't come until after the fall. If we look back in Genesis chapter 2, it says, the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to, let's say it, work and take care of it, to work, right? Working is good. We were created to be productive and creative, not just idle and doing nothing, So God wants us to use our ability to do what we can do so that he can provide what we need. And I love the verse in Colossians 3, 23, where it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. So just an example of this. So recently I was was in Malaysia and... um, we found this restaurant, thank you, Charlene, for introducing me to this restaurant called Char Siu Yung. If you go to KL, you must try it, right? This restaurant is nothing special. It's a little warung, basically. You go in, there's nothing fancy about it. It's kind of dinky. Um, but they have the best Char Siu pork I've ever had in my life. And I used to live in China, so that's saying something. Um, it's really, really good. And when you go, every time, every day, every single time we went there, we went several times, it's packed. We had to wait an hour every time to get food. There's nothing special about the warong, and if you ask the chef there what he does, all he does every day is just make char siu pork. Nothing special, nothing amazing, but he does it so well that his restaurant is full every day, that his restaurant is now known internationally. It's amazing, and I was just thinking, you know, what if we all worked like that? 
just working with all of our heart, no matter what we do. Not all of us can have a job where we're utilizing our, our passions, per se, or maybe the talents you think you have, but whatever you do, whether it's making char siu pork every day, or running a business, or working at a hotel, or whatever you do, do it with all your heart, and God will provide. And when you're busy working with all your heart, when you're putting your whole heart into what you're doing, you're actually too busy to be worrying about the outcome anyway, right? So I just want to encourage you, whatever you do, whether it's working or even if it's just staying at home to take care of the kids, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now, and you know, do that with all of your heart, and God will provide what you need. But that's not all, right? Jesus continues. So in verse 28... He starts again. He says, and why do you worry about your clothes? At that time, there weren't digital cameras and social media. You know, now we were, <laughs> if you wear a bad outfit, it can be captured forever. But <laughs> why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So I'm just picturing Jesus at this time. You know, he didn't have PowerPoint. He just had nature as his illustrations, right? So he's pointing out to the birds, and then he points over to the flowers. So, you know, I'm praying about this. God, why did you talk about flowers? Why compare us to flowers? Of course, flowers don't labor. They don't spin. They don't make clothing. What do flowers do? They grow. How do they grow? They receive the nutrients and the water and the sunlight that God gives. So the other half is not only do we need to do what we can do and God will provide, but we need to receive what he provides. Now when I say that, it sounds easy, right? I mean, if, if someone offers you, you know, to give you 100,000 rupiah or whatever, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Easy, right? But sometimes receiving is hard. Sometimes we have pride. We don't want to, others to know that we have a need. Sometimes we have shame. We feel like we're not worthy to receive. Sometimes we just feel like we don't want to be a burden to other people. And so we don't want to take what they offer. That happened to me uh, a couple years ago when, when my daughter had her uh, heart problem. We had to bring her to Singapore. Excuse me. And at that time, we needed, we needed a lot of help. And a lot of you were there at that time. I really can't thank you enough for all of your help and support at that time. Without you, my daughter wouldn't be alive. If I keep talking, I'm going to cry about it. But it was really hard for me to ask for help. I didn't want to burden anyone else. And at that time, when we went to Singapore to, to bring her there for surgery, uh, we didn't know where we were going to stay. We didn't have any friends in Singapore or anything, so we basically got on the plane. When we arrived, we didn't have a place to stay. And suddenly, my dad got a call from this person he never met before, and he said, oh, I, I heard about your problem, and I have a house here. Why don't you come stay with my family? So at that time, I, I remember talking to my mom. It, it was my mom, my husband, and I there, and... and 
I said, okay, well, I guess we can just like go there for a week since we don't know where we're going to stay. We might as well just take them up on the offer, but you know, maximum one week. We don't want to be a burden or anything. So we got there and they were just so, so, so gracious to us. And after a week, a week and a half went by, my mom and I started looking up other places, you know, looking up what, trying to find a different place to stay because we didn't want to burden them. We didn't want to overwhelm them, you know. And every time we tried to leave, they would say, don't go, don't go, you know, it's not a problem. Please stay here. It's really fine. We love having you here. And we kept looking for a place to stay. Finally, we, we found this other place to stay and we were going to go. And I remember that one night, um, the, the guy looked at me and he said, no, you can't go. I'm not letting you go. We want you to stay. We want you to receive this blessing. We want to bless you. Please receive it. And so finally we stayed and it just ended up being a huge blessing. They're like family to us now and just a wonderful, we have a wonderful relationship with, with that family. And it was hard for us to receive it. But once we did, we just were so blessed. And so I just want to encourage you to, to receive, even though sometimes it, it can be hard. Just like the flowers, you have to just receive what God provides so that you can keep doing what God gave you the ability to do. And the cool thing about flowers is that they have roots. Did you know that being rooted is one of our values here in our community? Being rooted means you're in a connect group or you're serving on a ministry team, you're developing relationships with the people around you here. We want to help you. If you need help, just say so. Just like Arnold was saying, God's just waiting for you to lift up your hand, you know? He wants to help you. I love the message version uh, of Hebrews chapter 4 um, in verse 16. It says, let's walk right up to Jesus and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy. Accept the help. Jesus wants to give. He wants to give what you need. But many times he's going to use someone else to give you what you need. Just like he used that family for us to give us accommodation, to give us a place to stay. Many times the help that you need is going to come from the hand of the person next to you. The money that you need might be in the pocket of the person next to you. So you can just go ahead and reach over right now. <laughs> the encouragement that you need might come from the prayer team that's waiting for you in the back. Don't hesitate to receive. And when you grow your roots deep, it's a lot easier to absorb the nutrients and water, right? It's a lot easier to receive help when you're part and you're invested in a connect group that supports you, when you're invested in, in serving, because then we'll know, you know? And if you have a problem, just say so. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. We want to help you. We want to help. So let God provide for you, even if it's through other people. So again, we just have to do what God gave us the ability to do, and then he will provide. And when he provides, just receive. And it's like a nice little circle, right? But that's not it, right? There's still so much more. I know you're probably saying, Rachel, this is like too much. There's so many other things that I can't control, right? What about, what if something happens to me? What if I get sick? What if my kids get sick? What if I lose my job? 
what if I can't pay my bills, right? There's so many things that, that we can't control. And Jesus ends this passage on worry by saying, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. He's saying, don't worry about what you can't control. You can't control it anyway. God is the only one in control. He's the only one that knows what's going to happen tomorrow. You might, you might have some plans of what you think you're going to do tomorrow, but you never know. You never know what will happen, but we can't worry about it. He wants us to just enjoy the grace that he has for us today. If you're like me, you often worry, you know, what, what, if, what if this, what if that, especially at night, you know, oh man, what if my daughter was recently, you know, had a virus this week, and, oh, what if she gets a fever again? What if I have to bring her to the hospital? What if she, uh, what if my son catches the virus from her? What if this, what if? In Psalm 91, it says, do not be afraid of the terrors of night nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Recently also, a lot of things keep happening at once, right? My kids got sick, and then a lot of things kept breaking around the house and had problems with electricity. This morning, our water broke, so we had no running water. And the other day, uh, I came home with uh, my kids, and I opened the fridge to get a drink, and the fridge was not working. And so immediately, oh my gosh, another thing? Like what? I'm going to have to get a new fridge. And then I started really freaking out because I have a lot of pumped expressed breast milk in the freezer. And if, if that defrosts, you can't use it after 24 hours. It's gone. And I have a lot stocked in there for when I have to go back to work. And so I immediately, when I saw the milk and... <laughs> So I'm kind of freaking out, and Nina uh, didn't realize I was talking about the milk for Mikael. She thought I was talking about her milk, the cow's milk that she likes. So Nina then starts screaming, the milk, mommy, the milk, the milk. So then, okay, let's call daddy. Okay, so I called Daniel. Daniel, the freezer's not working. What about my milk? And okay, there's nothing I can do about it right now, Rachel. You need to calm down. Don't worry. Okay, you're right, you're right. Okay. So I hung up the phone. I said, Nina... Mommy's preaching a sermon about not worrying, so we need to not worry right now. <laughs> so what are we going to do? And then God reminded me what it says in Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. So I said, okay, Nina, let's pray. So we prayed. God I need this fridge to be working. I need that milk. But even if I lose it, I know that, you know, you said don't worry about what to eat. I know you're going to have, you know, Mikael will eat. It's going to be fine. Thank you for always providing for my family. Amen. So we kept doing whatever we were doing at that time. And every time, you know, the worry kind of tried to come to my mind. No, I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to trust that God is in control. And what do you know, five minutes later, the fridge turned back on, and I didn't lose any of the milk, and <laughs> thank God. Um, but since then, it's actually broken a couple more times, but I haven't worried, right? Sometimes that happens, right? We, we face the same problem over and over again until we learn how to conquer it, right? Conquer it without fear, conquer it without worry. 
God really wanted me to learn this lesson about not worrying. So anything that's happened to me these past few days, I just say, no worries, mate. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's not easy sometimes, right? But we have to do what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 10. We have to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You know, how many times do we, we pray about our problems, we pray about our worries, and then as soon as we say amen, we start worrying again. We start meditating on that problem instead of taking those thoughts and saying, no, I choose to believe God's promise that he is bigger than this problem, that he will provide, that he will come through. His faithfulness has, has always carried me through, and so I know it will again this time. And... Yeah, so that's, that's not easy, but that's, that's what we need to do. And I just want to kind of wrap up with one final quote that I really like from this movie, After Earth. You maybe have seen it. Um, Will, in it, Will Smith is talking about fear. It's one of my favorite quotes. Um, but I'll just replace the word fear with worry. I think they, they come from the same place anyway. So he says, worry is not real. The only place that it can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is real. Your problems and your trials and your challenges, they're very real. And I'm sure they're a lot bigger than just losing some some breast milk. That's fine. I'm sure it's a lot bigger than that. I know many of you are facing very real challenges and problems. But he continues, but worry is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. When we worry, we're dwelling on these problems. We're meditating. So the good thing is if you're worrying, you already know how to meditate. It's just that you need to choose to meditate on something else. So instead, instead of telling ourselves this story of worry, the story that in which we forget God's promises, in which we forget his power, his faithfulness, let's tell ourselves a different story. Stop worrying about the what ifs of tomorrow and instead meditate on the yes and amens of eternity. God's promises are true today and forever. God is bigger than this problem that you're facing. He will provide what you need. If, if what you need is, is money, just like Pastor Ron preached last week, you can be specific too with what you need. Tell God what you need. He will keep you healthy or he will heal you. If you need healing, believe that he will heal you. He will protect you. He'll protect your kids. He cares about your kids even more than you do. He is, is just so big. His power is so real, and his love is so deep, just like we sang. He loves you so much more than the birds of the air. He loves you so much more than anything else he created. So he's going to take good care of his prized possession. So what we're going to do in the next few minutes is we're going to have an altar call. And I just, I want to invite you, you know, not, if you need prayer for something big or small, you know? This is the time to receive, right? Maybe you're working. You're doing everything you can possibly do. 
God wants to provide for you, and now it's time to receive. So come up. It says to cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. There's no care too small or too big for God. Come up and receive prayer. Receive what he has for you. And choose. Choose to tell yourself the story of God's faithfulness, of his promises, instead of the story of worry. Jesus, I thank you that you are with us, that you never leave us, you never have and you never will, that your power is so much greater, and Lord, that whatever we do, Lord, we can just depend on you. God, we're doing all we can do, and we just depend on you to provide, and I pray right now you open every heart to receive, to receive the words of encouragement they need to receive the strength that they need, maybe the hope, the peace that we need, Lord. And God, I pray today that you help us change the story. Instead of that story of worry, God, I pray you write your promises on our hearts today. That as we go forth from this place, will hang on to your promises and not the worry. God, just remind us, Lord. Remind us of how you came through last time. You'll do it again. Remind us, Lord, that no matter what other people have said to us, that you love us still. Remind us that when we put it in your hands, you'll take care of it. You put the food on our table, like we sang, Jesus, it is you. You put that food on our table. You walked with us through every season. God, I just lift up every heart here, every worry, every burden. God, just, I pray that it's released into your hands. I pray that your peace will come and guard our hearts and minds. We know that no weapon formed against us will stand. If you are for us, who can be against us? I just thank you for who you are, Jesus.